Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happy listening to us. The Great Wide World brought together by the Internet. Last three guys do a podcast are here for Wrap Up the Super Bowl. John Morgan with Daniel Bolton and Leon Brown. Of course, the Super Bowl went into overtime. Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And it went via a very predictable script, in my opinion. Sure, the 49ers did get the ball first. They went down the field, but they were only able to get a field goal. And under the new overtime rules, essentially they were playing another game. I mean, it only that kind of only makes sense if it was 15 minutes and it was still tied. I can't imagine them saying, okay, you both win. You know, Super Bowl officially ended a tie. This is the Super Bowl we're talking about. It's got to end with somebody winning it. Anyway, so with the... Sh- time clock basically no longer a factor for anything kansas city got the ball now if they had not scored on that position possession it would have been over san francisco would have won and on the first set of downs kansas city was faced with a fourth and short season on the line and it was patrick mahomes on a naked bootleg that got them the yards and as soon as that happened the final outcome was no longer in doubt kansas city goes down the field mahomes connects with georgia alum mccall hardman in the end zone and the chiefs take their second consecutive super bowl by defeating the 49ers in overtime they have now won back to back something that hasn't been done in almost 20 years since the patriots were the last team to pull it off and now it's It's uh, unmistakable that we are living in a new dynasty. The torch has been passed. Kansas City is now the team of destiny, team to beat. They are the kings of the NFL, and it's going to be a lot difficult for anyone to try and knock them off as we head into the next season. There was some scapegoating. 49ers fired their defensive coordinator uh, immediately after the Super Bowl, or maybe day or two after, finding him, as I said, finding him as the scapegoat, and that is a very easy scapegoat because even though we all knew that Kansas City was going to go down the field and get that touchdown, that should not be any um, cause to dismiss what the Niners' defense had done in that ball game, and especially the performance of San Francisco as a whole. San Francisco, I believe they scored 20 points, and that is the most points scored against Kansas City all season. I don't think they ever, I don't think their opponents ever broke 19. Heading either it was it was either a playoff record or a season record, and I'm not 100 sure which one it was. I'm sure um, we'll figure that out. But anyway, the 49er offense did a great job. The defense, I thought, did a respectable job. They sure they did give it up at the final. Uh, final play but that was because that defense was basically gassed for the whole length of the field and they even forced Patrick Mahomes into an interception and that hasn't been done all playoffs as well so I really like the way the Niners defense played they just lost steam coming toward the end of the ball game Um, Mahomes did well I thought Brock Purdy did well yes he had he did make a couple of mistakes but overall, I thought he handled the pressure very well, kept his team alive, gave him a chance to, to win it at the end. That's all you can ask for. Kansas City was just too good. They, made, they proved me wrong. They handled the distractions 
very easily. It was close going in, and once it was close going in, guys, I just thought, and Kansas City got that ball, knowing they had, knowing that it, all it took for them to get the Lombardi Trophy was a touchdown. They were going to win it. I wish we had the sound effects. I wish we had the sound effects. Sound effects? I wish we had them because I'm like, doo -doo -doo -doo, let's play a game called How Does It Make You Feel? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How does it make you feel about the new Southern Death rules that exist right now in the Super Bowl? I think it's, I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fair too. Um, so as I said, as I said in my op in my remarks, you know, you can't have a tie in the Super Bowl, and that's what these rules have gone have gone to uh, are trying to prevent a tie in the Super Bowl, and they're trying. As Daniel said, they're trying to make it fair. Is it fair for one team to get the ball, score, and deny the other team a chance to at least get a possession? Because otherwise, we would go into sudden death. Right, and we should stay in sudden death. You know what I'm saying? I think the days of, you know, the the, the team that gets the, um, the 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 team that gets the coin flip, yeah, gets the ball, mm -hmm. they kick it off, they return it to like the maybe the, the 30 or 40, mm -hmm. get about two first downs and kick a 58 yard field goal to win the Super Bowl. I think that's pretty weak. I don't like it either. Right. I, I, yeah. I think yes, it should be made the best man win. Yes. And may the best man win is the format that they are currently running right now. At no point in time during 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 the overtime period did I believe that Kansas City was going to lose that game. When I seen fourth and no 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 they had a couple third and long situations. They had some. They had a third and eight. They had a third and three, and then they had that fourth and one. That was the ball game. That and that was the first the first set of downs. The first set of downs. Once and of course we all know it's four down territory. They're not gonna punt. No one's punting. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I seen I mean, that is that has to be such an intense moment. Yep. All the marbles on the line. Season on the line. Jobs on the line. History on the line. Yep. And I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs out there spearheaded by, um, by Pat Mahomes out there smiling. Yep. This was a regular Tuesday for them. Mm-hmm. They're like, eh, it's week seven. I'm seeing Pat Mahomes smiling at him. They just don't oh, – they're getting the ball. I, I, I don't see the, the intensity. These guys are relaxed. Like, yeah, this game, that's when I sent the text out. Yeah, this, this game over, man. Yeah. Yeah. This game over. Yeah, they're, they're not going to win this. When I seen fourth down and long, and I seen – it looked like, you know, he dropped – it looked like he may have been sacked, but then Pat Mahomes just go off and scramble for a soft – when I mean soft, I mean soft and easy. 12 for the clean slide. Uh-oh. <coughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're not kicking a field goal. They're no. not going to kick the field goal. And then they start driving the ball. Then I, I look up there in the red zone. Like, Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to end well. The, the 49ers defense is nervous. There's a lot of those guys, it's the first time they're there. You know, the, 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 the crowd, the, the, the 49ers crowd is nervous. But because of the way and how the, the, the lighthearted attitude of the Kansas City Chiefs, that made it easy for me. I'm like, yeah, this is – this reminded me of when the Golden State Warriors and the, the LeBron James Lakers – not the mm -hmm. L.A. Lakers, the LeBron James Lakers. Yeah. We're playing in the overtime game about a, couple, about a, a week before the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and I seen Steph Curry hit this dynamite of a shot yep. in Steph Curry fashion in Anthony Davis's face. Yep. 
with 4.7 seconds left. Yep. And the Lakers got the ball back at half court. The Lakers are down by one yep. with 4.7 left. Steph Curry has a monster game. I'm like, yeah, they played a good game. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they played a great game. But yep. um, the ball is going back to LeBron James with yep. one second left. Yep. 4.7. He's going to get the ball. Lakers going to win this. Yeah. The game. But you guys played you guys played a great game. Great you game. played hard. Yeah. 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 You but, get a you get a participation trophy. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we we know how that happened. LeBron James got the ball, couldn't no one stop him. He, they fouled him. It was either that he went to lay up and hit both free throws, game over. And that's how I feel about the Chiefs and the 49ers. There's nothing that they could have if they they had to put up they had to put up like forty points in order and the Chiefs probably would have put up forty two. Right. There's nothing they could have done. It was just the the intensity of the moment. They're too at home at that. They're at home in the chaos. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to four Super Bowls in five years, yep. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's just what you get. Here's before I get into why San Francisco came in second place and not first place. Let me rattle off four names to you. Montana, Brady, Manning, Mahomes. That is my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Patrick Mahomes has ascended into the Mount Rushmore. That guy, I I just don't know. Listen, he had his worst team this year. Right. They're dropping passes. They're lining up off sides. Taylor Swift is there. And it's, it just doesn't look good. And they don't have Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So let me remind you of their playoff run. They played. They had to host a wild card game for the first time since Mahomes has been starting quarterback. Yeah. Against a, against a dynamic Miami offense. Exactly. And now, and now what we have is, and then, and then they go against Miami. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who they, they lost Tyreek Hill, right? So they lose Tyreek Hill, and they go up against him yeah. in the snow. It's cold outside. That final score, I believe, was 26-7. to 7. Okay? Then you go off against a mad Buffalo team. A, to a Buffalo team who had got hot. Oh, man, this is Josh Allen's time. Kansas City is hosting their – is on the road for the first time since my home started. Here go another test. What did he do? He beats you 27-24 in Buffalo. Yeah. Then he goes up against perhaps the best Ravens team John Harbaugh has had and the best-looking Lamar Jackson that we've seen in a while. Better than a team that won a Super Bowl. Better than a team that won a Super Bowl. We and People would argue with us, but I, I agree with you on that one. And only give up 10 points, and they only needed 17 to win that game. We and talked about how bad. Yeah, yeah, and they were underdogs. They were like four-point underdogs. And we talked about how bad Baltimore was and how – much in his bag he was in Lamar Jackson was in in terms of throwing the football. And then you get to the Super Bowl and then you get this. You got something to say before I go in on San Francisco? Yes, not to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was more shocked at the outcome of the AFC Championship than I was the Super Bowl. Okay. I was too because I think we thought that Baltimore, this Baltimore team, which had a top five offense, top five defense, was going to get there with no problem at all. Lamar Jackson was going to do Lamar Jackson things. And they just looked, they just looked like they were dead in the water out there. They did not understand it. They they did they couldn't replicate what they had did the week before against Houston. 
It's like they didn't understand the moment. They didn't understand the moment, and I don't understand how they didn't understand that, and they got Harbaugh on that sidelines, okay? Three reasons why Kansas City were able to defeat San Francisco and how San Francisco really got in their own way. Not to say that San Francisco, that Kansas City didn't deserve it. Okay? Right, right. But if you want to go back, and, I, and people have been talking about these three plays or these three things that have happened, it all started towards the end of the third quarter with about three minutes to go with that muff punt that came off the foot of that 49ers up uh, of the 49ers up man and McLeod and everybody wanted to blame it on McLeod but McLeod was trying to get everybody to go get away from the ball yeah he had no ch- once it hit him he had no choice but to get it he had no choice but to get it so he had to get it and therefore he couldn't recover it what happened the next play MVS 16 yard pass from Mahomes mm-hmm. all right now that doesn't that doesn't hurt San Francisco. You go into the fourth quarter with about eleven twenty two to go. Juwan Jennings catches a ten yard touchdown pass from Purdy, but the p- extra point was blocked. Mm-hmm. That second Jake Moody because now instead of seventeen thirteen, it's sixteen thirteen, and all Kansas City worried about is field goals, and that's all that we needed to end regulation. Now, here's the third thing. Kyle Shanahan, again, this is the third time, not the second time as the head coach of the 49ers, and we all know what he did in Atlanta. Yep. Okay? We ain't got to go through that. He did not know the overtime. Uh, somebody didn't know the overtime rules. Okay? Oh, man. Listen. Listen. Somebody didn't know. The coin flip is where they lost it. You don't admit that publicly. Yeah, it was players that were admitting that, and I didn't. And and that right there, you, you're right, Leon. You do not, you do not do it because that means that because somebody had to tell you the overtime rules. Right. If Shanahan didn't tell you the overtime rules, then that's on Shanahan. Okay, he's supposed to explain everything. He's just supposed to explain what the flip, what the coin is supposed to look like, because he's not out there catching the the coin flip. When he decided to take the football. That's when I knew something was wrong. Even Tony Romo didn't even know the rules because the rule is that if they would have scored a touchdown, Romo was under, and, and, and a lot of people were under the impression that if you scored a touchdown, that the game was over. No. No. No, Kansas City gets the ball back. And i give you another thing. I think Kansas City kind of didn't know the rules neither because if y'all noticed, it was 12 seconds to go in overtime. And there was no kind of like – well, Kansas City probably did know the rules. I think they just wanted to end it just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not about time. It's about possessions and stops. That that quarter could have ended because if you heard what the ref said, and that referee was none other than – I just saw his name. <laughs> Jesus. I saw his name, but anyway. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> doesn't matter. Anyway. He said at the beginning of the game, at the beginning of the start of overtime, it's like a new game. Yeah. And if it's like a new game, that means that it goes over into quarter. Yeah. yeah. So it would have lapsed over to the second overtime. It is over when the 49ers make the stop. Yes. That's when That's it was over. Exactly. Yeah. So we would have went into a second overtime even if Mahomes didn't score. And it's like, y'all don't, do y'all not understand the rules? It's about stops. It's like it's it's like college football, but it's timed. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It, it's it, you know the NFL is all about time anyway. Hold so on. so you mean to tell me that if the Chiefs wouldn't have scored, 
there would have been a second overtime. Because oh, yeah. they, you have to make the stop. You have if to make the stop. If the, if the, the stop. clock had elapsed, they would have reset oh, it to yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, just gone from normal. It would have truly like the end of the first quarter of overtime. Like I said, they, and even if it, even if it was still tied at the end of 60 minutes of overtime, they would still keep going until somebody wins. That time, it's just, uh, it does, it, it, it's just not important. Uh-uh. It's just a way for the for the uh, announcers to mark off what's happening. If the 49ers would have had Dan Campbell coaching, they might have won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody kicking no field goals. You know, no, nah, we ain't kicking no field goals in overtime with this with, with with this guy coming back and you giving him the ball because they're not they're not going for it. These guys ain't – they're not kicking no field goals. Mm-mm. No. Uh, they don't, if they would have got the ball – listen. If the Chiefs would have got the ball first, okay, and if Dan Campbell was coaching the Lions and they had the ball first in mm-hmm. overtime, they're not kicking no field goal. No, nope. no. We're, 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 gonna, we're either going to win it or nope. we ain't. You got to score against us. Right. And Kansas City, knowing that they had a top-ranked defense this year, mm-hmm. would have been like, okay – you got to go through us now. You have to go through us. I know. They probably like, you got to kick in the – you guys do understand the rules, right? They didn't. That, that's <laughs> the thing. They, the did, they, didn't under, they, they didn't get it. They, they did But that field goal it. was on fourth down, right? Yeah, it was. The, the field goal was on fourth down. Now, listen, if they had, if they had gone for if they had gone for it and not gotten it, then Kansas City drives down, field goal, field game goal, over. Game over. They were, take, the they were taking the sure points and saying, okay, we're going to trust it to our defense to get one final stop, and their defense couldn't do it because they were too tired. Yep. Yep. That's what it looked like to me. They were too tired. And they were gassed. You can tell. You yeah. Can, they just didn't have that same pizzazz there. And, and I think it didn't make it no better that – what was it? Was it Greenlaw? It was Greenlaw that went down. Yeah, with a, a freak accident. And a freak accident running onto the field. Running onto the field, and he went down with an injury. Yeah. And, and it, it was like – and then Debo Samuel went down. And he – so he wasn't 100%. So you started to see the casualties slowly come about. Brock Purdy, I tell you what, he was 23 of 38, 255 yards in the score. I thought he did well. I thought he did too. Yeah, he had a I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not complaining about that. But guess what? Kyle Shanahan again. He had a lead. Yep, and, he and, and they spotted him ten points. And they again. Uh huh. He did it again. He shan- it, now it's we're at a term. I think the new term is Shanahan. Blowing, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Shanahan. Did. Yeah, he's Shanahan in you the game. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. He, he is, is Shanahan in you the game. That's what it. That's what it is. If you have more than a ten point lead. You're Shanahan-ing them the game. Oh, man. He's, he's, he's like, he's not quite Marv Levy. No. Here's the thing about, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. He can't be Marv Levy because if you look at the first Super Bowl that he was in, uh, who was that, Scott, Scott Norwood? Nor- oh, yeah. Nor- the Norwood. Yeah, the Norwood, Norwood missed factor. that 46-yard field goal. Wide right. And, I mean, by inches, wide right. By inches. I mean, when it left it, I, I saw that. I went back and saw the Super Bowl last year. When you look at it, you're like, oh, my God. 
The Bills should have won the Super Bowl. Man, I watched that. I remember watching that as a kid. Watching that, I was shocked. I went back and watched the Redskins and uh, well, they're the Commanders now, but they were the Redskins. They then. slapped but the Browns. Yeah, they got slapped. They got punched in the mouth. And then, and then they played Dallas two more times and just got beat up. See, that's not Shanahan in you to get. Uh-huh. Kyle Shanahan should have three Super Bowls <laughs> under his belt. Yeah, <laughs> literally have three Super Bowls under his belt. And but this is what Kansas City does. If you look at them and you look at the 49ers, the 49ers seem like they were a little bit more tense than the Chiefs. On that fourth and one play in overtime that, we, that we've been talking about where mm-hmm. Mahomes did the RPO and just ran up the middle, man, they lined up like, all right, well, we're going to get this, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> y'all worry about the next play, okay? Yeah. We're going to get this money. Ready, set, hut. And, and right. then he goes, and he gets, what, eight? Untouched. <laughs> Untouched. He slid and just got it, and everybody was like, what? Uh-oh, uh-oh. And I'm sitting on the couch like, y'all know you're going to get this, right? <laughs> <laughs> here, comes the, here comes the text. Here comes the, yep, here comes yep. the text. Yep, yeah, here comes. Yeah. yeah, you're going to get it. So, yeah, you so. know, it's, it's like that. But that just explains the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Again, it's like I said. He had the worst team. Yep. His offense was not really good. His defense was sensational. But his offense is what is what predicates and what makes him go. He didn't have the he and he still found a way to have some great numbers because I think he ended up being a Pro Bowler again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like when are we gonna just stop and just say that this guy belongs on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks yeah. at the least? He he is as good as it gets. This is a dynasty. I know Leon. I know you don't want to hear this. With the charges coming in, listen, he he did it. He he did it. You got to admit it. Yep, he did it. You got to admit it. I would have had to admit it if the Saints were uh, were a dynasty. Thank Uh, the Lord. That (laughs) That is on taste right. Yeah, guys, might have to go throw up in the mix. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) but luckily, we don't have to because they're not. Because they're not. Now, Steve Wilkes, as John alluded to earlier in the um, in the opening, he gets fired for this. So, so he gets fired because uh, Warner done poured his heart and soul out into this game, yeah. and he done ran out of gas for you, and he gets fired? <laughs> See, that's, that's that underlying crap that I'm talking about, man. You, Kyle Shanahan <laughs> is the one who escapes all of this, but Steve Wilkes is the scapegoat. That's like being it's a, not fair. That's, yeah. that's like being a teacher and your students don't meet the test requirements at the end of the year. But he, he, he's not getting a fair shot. This is the second straight year Steve Wilkes has been jobbed. He got mm-hmm. jobbed out of that Houston job. One season mm-hmm. he got. One season, no quarterback. Oh, he was, oh, that was him. That was him. Oh, yeah, he was lame duck. He was the lame duck. He's the lame duck in San Francisco, but San Francisco what has ha- top five defense. And what happens? Uh, DeMar- DeMarco Ryan comes DeMarco in. DeMarco Ryan comes in. Gets a quarterback, and he's coach of the year. And he's coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, almost. Almost. Stefanski. Oh. And then your defense year. held a Patrick Mahomes-led offense to yeah. under 30 points in a Super Bowl overtime. Yep. And my, he probably said, I knew the rules of overtime. <laughs> well, if you knew the rules of overtime, you should have made sure your players knew the rules. <laughs> yes. The head coach didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know the rules. And the guys admit, I felt like, I felt that was a larger disrespect that the players showed their head coach by throwing they threw him under the bus when they said when they admitted that publicly. Then yeah. well, I think he deserved to be I think Shanahan deserved a bit. Deserved it. Yeah. because remember at the last 
um, week 18 mm-hmm. of the Saints and and Jameis Winston opted to go forward on oh, that, formation. Yeah, oh, that's Falcons, Saints and Falcons. Right. He, he opted to go forward just to get one of his guys a touchdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. At the expense of the head coach, the head coach decision. Yep. That was like giving your head coach the middle finger. Yep. Oh, it was, yes. And when I felt that during the pre- during the press during the post game press conference, when several 49ers players came forward and admitted that we did not know the nuances <laughs> of overtime, we didn't know the nuts and bolts of the game. Though we're paying millions of dollars, and our teacher didn't educate us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, ownership should. Have, I mean. Why, you, you don't get rid of the defensive coordinator because it wasn't his fault. No. Nope. But politics demanded someone take the blame. And I don't believe. And it wasn't going to be Shanahan. They weren't going to get. I'm like, Danny, they weren't going to ask him. But if he loses it, I mean, I don't know, but he gets you there. I mean, you get the revenue. You got the, you got the playoff revenue. I, I just don't. Why did you have to fire defensive coordinator? Right? And now do you get the play, play, you know, yeah, you get the playoff revenue and you get a lot of uh, the. Um, Everything else that goes with it, you know, the gear. Mm-hmm. So, but there was no martyrs. That right there ended the martyrdom of them of, of their Super Bowl loss. Yep. Yes, I like oh, that first. Like you guys played a good game, and you know we understand you guys played hard. It was just a whoa. <laughs> yep. What do you mean you didn't know? <laughs> That's what I don't get, man. <laughs> I I just don't get it. I don't get it. You walk into the most important game of your life, and you don't know where your locker room is located. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like seriously, man. Like, really. <laughs> you, you walk in, and you don't know what color the damn football is supposed to be. <laughs> that's basically what it is. And, and that's what happened with them. It, but, but to come out and say y'all didn't know the rules, it, first off, it's inexcusable, and it sounds like you're making an excuse for why you lost. Yes. Mm. That part. Ain't that what these children say now? That, that part. part. Yeah. That part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's not – y'all better off not even saying that. You're better off not <laughs> making – They, they should have kept quiet, Yeah, they should have kept quiet. They should have kept mm-hmm. that to yourself. That should have been like a seat. It, it should have been speculation. Hey, did they not know the rules of the game? Yeah. Why did they go off and – we, we could, that could have been left to us pondering. Exactly. Like, hey, maybe they didn't know because why in the world would or, you? Or maybe they were confused. And, and listen, the rules can be a bit confusing. Okay, well. To okay, us. So, so, <laughs> yeah, to us, right. Yeah. Because cause we can sit there and look like, well, okay, so if if they don't score, then they get the ball back. and So should Kansas City punt in this situation and then we go and then it's yeah. overtime in or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it could have been that for us. Yeah. But for the players that are actually playing and, and got their heart and, and just for this one game to be champions and for y'all not to know, mm. is it Gatorade or Powerade <laughs> we drink? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So that, that was a, <laughs> I just – I don't get it. That had to have been maybe a professional first. I think it was, man. On the biggest stage in history. That was the most watched, you know. That was the most watched TV event in history. Until yep. the until the next Super Bowl. Yeah. The next one's the next one will beat it. Yep. yep. Although it's on Fox. Yeah. So. Oh oh yeah. Oh 
yeah. What you guys? And we were talking. About, I saw yeah. Daniels about this. Yeah. You gotta feel s- bad for Greg Olson because Greg Olson, as lead commentator on Fox's broadcast, has done a pretty good job. He's done a very good job. He compliments Kevin Burkhart. He knows his stuff. And now that Tom Brady is off of his gap year, which is what it is, he's Brady is going to get moved into the number one position, leaving Olsen out of the cold. So Olsen is going to miss his chance to be color commentator for a Super Bowl. Oh, they're going, oh Brady's going, he's making the way to the booth. Well, he got one. He did get a chance. Uh, um, which Super Bowl was that? But not as, not as a color commentator. He did. Oh, okay. Did the Fox? Well, so Brady's Fox going, had it. So Brady's in, was in was in class. Mm. Kansas City and San Francisco. Oh, I the five. F- oh, four years. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and and Olsen was no, that was before um, Joe uh, Aikman. Mm-hmm. They left. Yeah, I thought Burkhart Burkhart got that Super Bowl the first year that Burkhart and how long have, how long have been have Buck and Aikman been doing Monday Night Football? Like four seasons now. Really? Yeah. Can I thought it was, I only thought it was, I thought it was like two or three. Yeah, I didn't think too. I didn't think it was that long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they they've been there for a while. I thought so too. I okay. thought this was like their second season. Oh, okay. But so Tom Brady is is going to become a com- color commentator. Yeah, he's already been gifted the number one slot mm-hmm. on Fox yep. after his gap year. You guys think he's going to be any good? Hmm. Does he have personality like that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I, we don't know what he's going to yeah, do. We right. just we don't know. Wow. Can Tom Brady become the next John Madden? It's possible. Because John Madden. When, they I, gave Romo a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and Romo did well, but yeah. now he's, uh, and he'll, he'll tell you this, but he's no longer, he's no longer the fresh, the new guy. Yeah. So he's yep. gone stale. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're all looking for the new person to. To play up, and I th- I think Romo did a good job doing the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you know what? They had to clean that up because they were getting, um, they were getting some sort of negative reviews. Yes, yeah, especially playoffs and through the season. But is that right? Yeah, and and you can't have that go on. And the great Jim Nance is near you. Mm-hmm. Jim Nance to me is probably the greatest of all time. Probably he's up there, but you know to have that and to say that Nance. And Romo to have Jim Nance attached to some negative comments, that's, that's not it, a good is it, is it because of Romo's uh, verbiage from last year? <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. But CBS, I mean, listen. And every single, I mean, every, how many times did they cut to Taylor Swift is the question. 45, she got 45 seconds. At, um, that was during the championship game. I don't know what they got during the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they got some. Yeah, they got they a got lot. in there. Yeah. Yeah. They got a lot. But after the but after the game, she did not grab a microphone and endorse and endorse Joe Biden. Yep, and she was <laughs> and she wasn't on uh she wasn't on the stage. No, nope. with them, she was actually on the field on the ground. Yep. So that was a good thing. But again, and then Andy Reid, man, let's talk about him. I mean, really, remember here's a guy who we know he's had some great football teams, mm-hmm. right? And he just the thing is, he just couldn't get over that hump. And he got gifted this guy named Patrick Mahomes, who, when he came out, a lot of people were like, why y'all drafting Patrick Mahomes this high? Why y'all doing this this high? Yeah, it's because they were smart. Yes. <laughs> they knew. They knew what they needed out of a quarterback, and they saw that in him. 
they saw the greatness in him. And that's, and that's the whole thing about uh, us. And we make predictions mm-hmm. as analysts, right? We make predictions on and, – and, and predictions are made every single time we talk about somebody. Man, this guy – like Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, this, this guy's going to be the next big thing. This, that, and, forth. and then he craps out. Right. Then what are you going to do? You know, it's you know it's it's all on the players and and how they perceive being in the league and and how they handle and how they adjust to how they adjust how they get how they whose coach they get whether or not that he they can work how uh, amenable are they are to change how mm-hmm. coachable they are yep. what's their mindset going in yep. uh, do they love the game or do they love the paycheck you know there's all sorts of factors all that go in that. Do they, and in Caleb Williams's case, w- will he mind going to Chicago? He's already said, "I don't want to go to Chicago." Right. Chicago's got the top, the top pick, and by all indications, you know their love affair with Justin Fields has soured. They got, and we'll see if they get rid of him. Uh, I think it's just a matter of not getting a coach who knows how to use what Justin Fields can give you. Man, I think if, that's the issue with Fields. What if they do? Caleb Williams the same way they did Justin Fields. So that's what Caleb Williams is. Is Caleb Williams and Justin Fields, are they the same quarterback? Do they have the same style of play? Right. I think Justin Fields, you put him in Atlanta, you put him in a different environment with a coaching staff that is committed to maximizing what he's good at. Mm-hmm. Right. He'll be – he's an NFL quarterback. He'll be all right. And I think everybody – Kind of feels it, that way, and it just seems—it just seems that's obvious, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like that—that that is the obvious way to go? But people keep trying to change him to suit their narrative, playoff, their 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 style, what their they want to do, instead of building with what he with what he can give you and going to what he does well. Instead of you're trying to what's what's the old saying? You're trying to uh, you, you a, put a square. Put a circle in a square peg. Something like that. Yes. Something like that. Yes. And if he's not a good fit for what you're trying to do, change what you're trying to do. Well, here's the or thing. find someone who's more who more in line with what you want. Now, I don't know if this is a true. I don't know if this is true. I saw it scrolling on my social media, but they're saying that they're keeping that the Bears are keeping Justin Fields. Oh no! Nah, nah, so nah, nah, now, nah, don't do that. So now <laughs> they're trying. They, they're saying they're going to keep him for 2024. What? So now they're trying to shop around that number one pick. This is what I'm hearing. I don't know how true. Yeah, this I mean, this could be anything. This could be anything. They need to get him out of there. I think. Well, here's the thing. I think they need to make a decision, I, and I think they need to wait as long as they oh, can to try to figure it out. But at the same time, though. If you have a Caleb, if Caleb Williams came out and Eli managed you to the Chargers, mm-hmm. his dad, I'm pretty, if his, his dad feel that way, if, if, if Caleb Williams feels that way, I'm pretty sure his mom and his dad feel that way too. Yo, don't, don't, if he threatened to stay in college another year, which you ain't never heard that before, before I go play for Chicago. Yep. Yeah, you guys may have to do something else the number one pick. Maybe, you know, you know, if it, you might have to send Justin Fields, if you don't send him to Atlanta, you got to send him somewhere else and you guys get a new quarterback. But then you, at, at Chicago, you guys going to get another, potentially another running quarterback. Yep. The same thing that you didn't want to do with Justin Fields. Yep. You're going to have to do with Caleb Williams. Yep. And maybe, and maybe that's why he doesn't want to go to Chicago. Because yep. he sees that this is, you know, Justin Fields and me, we're the same kind of person. They don't want to change for that. Yep. And I don't want to change for them. And a lot of people are speculating 
that that's the reason why Baltimore lost the AFC Championship because Lamar L- L- Lamar Jackson was not being himself. He wasn't. He was trying to prove to being something that what we know that you are, but you caught yourself in a moment of proving yourself. Yeah. And that's what and and I think that's what it was because he's a great thrower, but he was not he was not using his ability to, to make a to extend the play. Right. He, moving his legs is what he does best. He's Period. one of the best running. He might be the best running quarterback ever. Ever. And, and Michael Vick was and in the league. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grant Tarkenton was in the league. Right. Those Steve Young in the was in the league. Young Randall Cunningham. League. Randall Cunningham. Those guys were in the league. And it, 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 Lamar Jackson takes off with his, with his legs. Man, that's it. One correction I do want to make. John, uh, actually – Buck and Aikman called their last Super Bowl in that Super Bowl I did mention. However, last season, uh, the Eagles and Chiefs, Fox had that game. Oh, Fox had that game. Okay, yeah. all right. Burkhart and, and – That's right, because it's, that it's weird. It's going – because I know CBS got it. It was CBS's turn of the rotation a little earlier. Yes. I, th- I think they moved it. A, I think NBC wanted – NBC had it this year. But with the Olympics, they decided to push it to next year, yes. and then CBS slid in. So it was Fox last year. Yes. Okay, so we did have it, just not yes, the way I thought it was. And then you have to now put ABC in the mix now. Somewhere. Buck and Aikman, and I think they're going to get it in February 2026. Yeah, I think it's going to be NBC next year, mm-hmm. then ABC. Actually, it's Fox next year. I'm looking at it now. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, Fox is next year. Let's look at 2026. 2026 is NBC. Then the f- next one will be ABC. Then the next one will be ABC. Okay. So, okay, because I know that what they're going to do now is yep. is probably rotate it every four years. Yes. Yep. They're going to rotate it every four years, and they're probably going to go alphabetically. Yep. Yep. So that's that's what it's going to be with that one. Okay, and of course we don't know this the uh, sites of the Super Bowls. Where we've got the next three, mm-hmm. and then after that, you know, we just don't know. New Orleans yes. and San Francisco, then Los Angeles. Yep. And then I would assume it'd be headed back to Miami because it's overdue for either a Miami or a Tampa. Yeah, and, it the, is. and then who knows what? Like I said, who knows what it's going to do after that? Okay, well. We also need to talk about the NBA and the All-Star Game because, Daniel, you had a rant all ready to go, and you were about ready to go into it. And Leon said, Daniel, I want to hear your rant, <laughs> but I want to hear it in the uh, context of the show. Yeah, yeah. So how we started was Matt M- McGlone. Matt, Matt McGlone. I'm about to say McGlone. Mm-hmm. It's something like that, yeah. He's brought up from the G League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And given a contract from the Orlando Magic just so he could participate in the dunk contest and defend his crown. Okay. And we were talking about the dunk contest and why it has been such a lackluster event and why someone like Mac McClung was able to come up. Right. Well, Go Reggie, for it. Miller, Reggie Miller said something last night on the pregame show, and I think him and Kenny Smith kind of had a bit of a disagreement. It lacks star power. And so when Jalen Brown got in there and he did his thing, it was almost like, appreciate that, Jalen. You know? This all started. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, here he go. <laughs> but this started when LeBron James didn't get in it. Yeah, he refused to compete. 
if he was to compete in the dunk contest, I guarantee you everybody, because LeBron James moves. Oops. When he moves, you move, <laughs> right? That's what, that's what it is. Zion Williamson, had he not been hurt, he actually put the icing on the cake. If Zion Williamson had stayed healthy and instead of missing a hundred and something games and only playing in two, he, he would have been. He would have been yeah. in the dunk contest. He, he was. Uh, he was one of the. He was one of the best dunkers, college dunkers, I had seen since Vince Carter. Huh. Right. <laughs> and so that's that's my thing. If you are a dunker and we know that you are, that's what it's all about. Now I will say this: 2016, when Gordon and Levine went at it, it was like, man, that's it right there. That's that's the move. That's it. And then after that, it was like we're so searching. But my thing is this. There are some other guys out there, like in the G League, that can actually dunk. Like, Mac McClung can dunk. Yeah. <laughs> okay? He did a dunk last night that I was like, wait a minute. His first dunk was a, a, a reverse he, dunk. That he looked like he lost control. He looked like he lost control of it and got it back. Do you know how high up uh, above the rim you have to be to make that, to pull that off? You know? And and they used to actually have a show uh, years ago. Yeah, but Gary Payton. Kenny Smith, yeah, Kenny Smith and Gary Payton, they was all on the show mm-hmm. or whatnot. Or these dunkers, and they were doing these amazing dunks. That's what we probably need to go to. Because these NBA players ain't going to get out here and dunk like that. They, they're not going to do it. And and. Shout out to Jalen Brown for going out there and representing the NBA elite. Yep. What are the NBA elite? You you gotta participate, man. You do. Back in the day, Dominique Wilkins and Jordan, and these were you know it's like they Dr. weren't rookies. Doctor yeah. J was in there. Kareem Abdul Jabbar was in there in nineteen seventy eight in the dunk contest. For <laughs> those that don't know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, Sean Kemp. Come on, man. And, and he was an all-star. Yeah, not but, afraid but to get out was, there. He wasn't afraid to get out there, though. Vince Carter. Right. Tracy McGrady. These guys. Blake Griffin. Uh-huh. Come on now. Ray Allen at one point in time. Spud Webb. Spud Webb. <laughs> Rest his soul. Kobe Bryant. Come on, man. It, it's, it's like that's what we're lacking. We're lacking the star power. Where what we're all interested in seeing now is the three-point shootout. Because it wasn't nothing but stars in that one, and Lillard somehow, some way, found a way to get out of that. Yeah. Because Trey Young and Carl Anthony Towns on, and 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 that's a good thing too. The bigs, the bigs are shooting. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Laurie Marketing, who I think he won it three years ago. He was out there. You, you know, it's it, it's like that's becoming, and I like how they did the skills uh, competition too. I'll tell you what else I, I like from All Star Weekend. Uh, Steph Curry versus Sabrina Onescu. And she put up a heck of a fight. Yes, she did. She did. Mm-hmm. She did. And and it was great and what they were doing it for. And it's it's also to bring notoriety to the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you, the WNBA with the girls that's coming out this year with mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark and, and all of them. I think everyone's waiting for Caitlin Clark. Yeah, everybody's waiting on Caitlin Clark. Because I think she's going to probably be the stepping stone of what the WNBA should have been uh, these 20-plus years. But I'm telling you, it, it, it was a pretty good night. But, again, the dunk contest lacks star power. And that's what we want to see. Because let me tell you something. If you can't dunk, 
Because, look, Harold Miner could dunk. He just couldn't really play basketball like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what we're seeing. Right. We're seeing a lot of, um, like, when Brent Berry won went, went, went dunk contest, yep. that, was, that was the highlight of his whole career. Mm-hmm. When, um, you know, yep. but you, you have players like the, the Michael Finleys. Yep. Who were, you know, these guys are actually legit basketball players. Yeah. Who were playing, um, <clears throat> it's been a couple players that, you know, they, that, that, the, the dunk contest has become a place where the rookies get that chance to have proof that you were actually in the NBA. Because a lot of these guys will participate in the dunk contest, <clears throat> and that's the last you'll hear from them. Yep. Yeah. Now you got exceptions like Donovan Mitchell. Right. Who, star, he's a star. Yeah. You know. But the, the the stars, the legit stars that compete in today's dunk contest are few and far in between now. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Right. So that's why I don't mind if 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 you're gonna not if you're gonna lack star power, then that's fine. Let that be for those in the G League or or some or like somebody else who doesn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Who we don't know about. Let let that dunk contest be for rising stars. You know, just like we had at Rising Stars All-Star Game and stuff like that. Let that be for them, you know. Because if, if you're, if you're going to be a star and you're going to want to sit on the front row because you're an all-star, fine. Do that. Do that. Yeah, because these guys be the, um, the all-star, the, 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 the stars be all hyped. Yeah. You got a bunch of groupies in, yeah. the, in the dunk contest. <laughs> but y'all should be in, in there participating. Yeah, I want to see Giannis in the dunk contest. Right. Like, I really believe that he could come up with something. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's all about creativity. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm getting to the point. It's, it's, isn't it getting to the point where the stars are trying to find a way out of it? Man, they're, they're turning to NFL. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It is. The, the NFL Pro Bowl is now flag football. It is. Yep. Yeah. Literally. It is. Literally speaking, it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is. They don't, I mean, because the stars don't want to get hurt. And they don't want to risk themselves on a game that doesn't matter. They don't. I mean, they they stopped caring. The all-star game has become a buddy game. Yep. They're, 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 they're not incentivized. If Let me tell you. The NBA could change this overnight if they wanted to. Yep. I, I remember back in the day, all-star game, 2001. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, Kobe is the biggest. It may rest in peace. When I seen him and Jordan compete in an all-star game together, that was a sight to remember. Yep. And when I seen Jordan at the last, at the end of regulation, at the almost end of regulation, get the ball, they gave, they gave to MJ. Mm-hmm. MJ did the classic fadeaway with two seconds left and hit the hit what seemed to be the game winner for the East. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. <clears throat> the nostalgia of that, right? Right. And then Kobe got the ball. And got fouled and made sure he hit both his free throws. <laughs> yep. I, I see Kobe focused. I'm like, man, Kobe's explicative for that one. I've seen it. He was like, he, he breathed and everything like that. He he made sure he hit those free throws. Like, nah, buddy. Yep. <laughs> You're, not, not, not today. No. The All-Star game doesn't have that anymore. No, it doesn't. All they have to do if the NBA wants to make the All-Star game competitive it's go off and get the – all they got All they got to do is, is put the MLB on, speak, on, on on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we don't want this thing to go current to the NFL. We want this to go MLB stats. The same intense – there's more intensity that's being played during the play – during – during – no, no, worse. <laughs> during the midseason tournament yeah. Oh, yeah. of the NBA. They were playing harder for that. Mm-hmm. Because yep. there was something on the line. 
So if you go off and you incorporate the same rules that the Major League Baseball players um, league has, the MLB has for the All-Star game, which whoever wins mm-hmm. does get home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And it made you want to watch the All-Star game. And then you start to see you start to see the competition that was going on and how competitive they were. We might see the first All-Star game that we've seen in a very long time that's held under 100 points. Yeah. <laughs> yep. These guys, I mean, I'm talking about the coaches will really have to coach. It wouldn't just be a glorified coaching event where this guy comes down and coaches this team. and te- No, nah, these guys got to really coach. You're going to see guys yep. quit shaking hands and yep. quit throwing each other out of you for no one. Everybody watching now, they blocking that. And then they, and then they clear the way. Come on, man. So that, all right, he's about to, let's see, he's about to do a dunk. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yo, we're in the middle of a game. Right. Yeah. I'm, paying for, I'm, I'm paying for, I'm not paying to, I mean, I'm like, I mean, it's gotten to the point where we've known they stopped caring about defense. Now they're stopped caring about offense. Offense, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And and, it, and I tell you, man, it wasn't like that in the eighties. No, I no. looked at an eighties All Star game. They were freezing like, players out because they didn't like you. Yeah, yep. I was like, come on, Jordan had a held, held a grudge against held a grudge against Isaiah Thomas and and, and the rest of those old guys. Because they refuse to pass in the ball. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing about Michael, he could hold a grudge. Oh, Let man. me tell you, he could hold a grudge. Michael Jordan during the 1998 All-Star game specifically said, I want to make sure Kobe didn't dominate. Yep. That's exactly what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> yep. So I was like, come on, man. Mike, Michael Jordan, when Sports Illustrated ran a cover on playing baseball, telling him to give it up, you know, go back to the NBA, Michael stopped talking to SI and didn't talk to him for 30 years. Yep. Wow. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah, he said that with his chest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Only like, well, you gotta tell him I can't. I don't care if I can't. What do you mean I can't play? Well, he couldn't, but that's yeah. 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 You can't tell him that. <laughs> exactly, but you can't tell him that. But you can't tell him that, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. He's just got to figure it out on his own. Yep. Right. So he knew he was better for basketball, and right. that's why he came back and won. Mm-hmm. He fi- I mean, he finally, like I said, he finally figured it out. Yeah. Yep. And that was that that whole thing. I think it was just an ode to his father. You know who yeah. was murdered that that year, and he had to take a step away from basketball because because of that. And so, you know, Michael was legit trying to make it to the major leagues. Though, oh, yeah, he, he was. was. He was trying. because a lot of people didn't think he could. Yeah, it's <laughs> they were right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were. They really were. Right, <laughs> and then if and then and then if you're on his team and you're striking out, what are you gonna tell him? <laughs> right. They're, you you guys won't cut him? No. No. <laughs> no. If we do, he's liable to buy the team and fire me. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, they need – but like I said, the All-Star game could be – the that could be fixed. What I wanted to touch on is, you know, we're going to get a little gossipy. This Mike Epps, Shannon Sharp thing. Okay. All right. I don't know I've if – I've heard about it. You know, I, I may have sent the text out mm-hmm. that said that Shannon Sharp's podcast on Nightcap last mm-hmm. week got more ratings than First Take. Yeah. They're undisputed. They're undisputed. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And the premise of that was Shannon Sharp was going on was going on in a beef mm-hmm. with Mike Epps. Right. Threat, tell, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm going to see if you bought that. Right. I'm going to see if you – Shannon Sharp is making threats, veiled threats. Yeah. Mike Epps is making – I'm not saying he was, mm-hmm. but it sounded like he was alluding to gunplay. Mm. 
and, oh, and yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. He said he, he he said he wasn't going to. I'm not saying he was, but I'm just saying though. You know what I'm saying? That he he said he he said he wasn't going to try to fight Shannon Sharp, and it's going to be blank, 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 blank. And I was like, whoa. So, so you know, this this might have been the first time I've ever seen something like that. So people are like, wow. Then you got you got Ocho Cinco in the background mm-hmm. telling Shannon Sharp that, hey man, I got your back, man. I get off probation. <laughs> so, you know, to see something like this happen and, you know, people are like, oh, wow, is there, is there going to be a situation that's going to unfold, you know? <laughs> Correct. And then we see them taking pictures and shaking hands and smiling for the camera in about three days. Right. And then in about a week, you're going to see him on Club Shay Shay. Man. <laughs> I, and then he's going to promote his Netflix special. Yeah. See, you see what I just did there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see what I did? It's, 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 a, it's a show. And when you're taught to be, when you are a celebrity, you're taught to put on the show. You are taught to put, you are taught to promote whatever product you are trying to promote or whatever show you have or whatever. And you have to do whatever you have to do to promote that. Okay. Now, I think from what Shannon was alluded to was a stand-up that he had done, that he was doing, because I think he's on tour. I think Mike Epps is on tour. But it was a stand-up that he did, and, of course, he, he said some things about him. Yeah. He said him. he didn't want Shannon Sharp looking at his testiculars. <laughs> right, yeah. While interviewing him. Oh, God. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's other, it, but this is the world we've lived in in the past month, ever since Cat Williams sat on that couch. Yes. It has been that way to where now it's, it's entertainers. Well, actually, no, it actually started with Shannon and Skip. Okay? We're talking about now entertainers and media personalities that are now getting involved in, in like, beef and, <laughs> and coming out and spilling your heart out. Okay. Spilling the tea. Spilling the tea. As it as it is. As it was. And that's where we're at. I hope that I just hope that everything gets cleared up with everybody. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the diplomat here because some of the stuff that I've I've been hearing the last couple of months and some of the things I've been seeing, that Shannon and Skip thing was that was eerie. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was really, really bad. And it made Skip look bad. And it's going to make Skip look bad. It's going to continue to make him look bad. And so now they're trying to put him a part of the council culture because of what happened and because what has continued to happen. But he's a sports person. Listen, the one thing that I don't like what players or former players do Mm -hmm. is try to discredit journalists. And by saying, you were never out there, you never did this. No, 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 no. They're doing their job. And then if you're a player as a journalist, the player is saying, well, you weren't that, you weren't that good of a player. so Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's like at some point in time, both of y'all are making ridiculous points about each other. Because now you have stepped into that journalism world. And just because you think – just because you play football does not mean you can articulate a point. Mm-hmm. And just because you, you didn't play football – doesn't mean you can you can tell somebody if they're great or not. You know who's guilty of this all the time? Mm-hmm. The Diesel, because he always get on she always get on Chuck's case about not ever winning the ring. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see, me and Kenny, me and Kenny understand. <laughs> Chuck, you, you you don't understand because you never won a ring. And and, and oh, that annoys me too. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and Shaq was one of the best centers to do it 
But man, you had Kobe and D Wade. <laughs> I got I I got G Force clearance. Right, yeah, yeah. And and Kenny Smith, how many people did he have <laughs> right. on that team? Right. <laughs> he had Elijah one Drexler uh-huh. one year. And that's what and that's the point that Chuck uses. Right. Yeah. And, and he uses it. When Chuck Chuck was the man of his teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was the scorer, the rebounder, and he and he was the passer Absolutely. of his team. And it's, you know it's very interesting. And he went up against Jordan, by the way. Yes. Right. But it went the opposite direction though, what you're saying as well, because sometimes the analysts yep. will go off and try to discredit the former player yep. for offering a take that the analysts did not deem popular. Case in point, Cam Newton yep. mm-hmm. criticizing today's quarterback. quarterbacks as game managers. Yep. And it got to the point, it got so bad. Mm-hmm. But now we got to we got look at was, you know, cuz I think Camley named a few and, and he's a he's a credible he he's a credible source. Right. Right. Cuz based on what, you know, when he he said that Brock Purdy mm-hmm. was a game manager. Yep. And then the media creamed Cam for that. But then you start look he 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 wasn't he didn't hold on shot. I look at Dak Prescott, game right. manager. But you know, he, I think he said Josh Allen was a playmaker. He said that Pat Mahomes playmaker. Yep. But he's saying it based on what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And they brought, they even brought Cam Newton on ESPN and had to apologize to that man. Yeah. And then it turns out that Cam was right because the San Francisco 49ers had the best team. Pat Mahomes just had Pat Mahomes, and he had a squad, but he was like I said, he was he was down some some very notable names, mm-hmm. and he went off and did what he's supposed to do anyway. Yeah, and they asked they, they asked um they asked Cam Newton, hey, do you trust Brock Purdy? And Cam was like, no, nah, I, I trust Debo, <laughs> <laughs> I trust Christian, I, I trust Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and I trust a host of other players, but he basically he, he didn't mention he, he didn't mention Brock. Yeah. But what I'm saying, it could go both ways in which the analysts can sometimes discredit the players. You got the players discrediting analysts. And well, yeah, it's, it's getting personal. Yeah, that's and, what it's, it's and, like. Come on, and man. And it's okay for us to agree to disagree about this. I don't agree with Cam Newton's argument, but I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, well, he, he doesn't do this and he's that. Well, this is why you ain't in the league, and this is why you're not in the league, and this is, this is why you dress funny. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, you lost the debate. Somebody said that. And I can't remember. I think it was Kimberly Martin who right, mentioned Kimberly, that. And I love Kimberly Martin. But it's like you didn't have to do that. Like, you didn't yeah. have to go that far. You yeah. didn't have to go as far as you did. I don't agree. Like, again, I don't agree with, with Cam Newton's assessment, but he knows more than I do. But you know what I'm saying? But from what I see, no, I, I think I don't think Brock Purdy's a game manager. <laughs> you no, know what I'm saying? I, I, I never thought that. Yeah, he got the talent around him. Mm-hmm. But what are we – what is the definition? If we can hammer down in an NFL dictionary what consists of a game manager, because I think Trent Dilfer was the ultimate game manager. Yeah, he was that, that's where I yeah. think it kind of came from because you, you got several. But, but, let's, but let's be honest. Sometimes Cam Newton does dress like he's auditioning to be a villain from Batman. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> he looks great, though. Funky Friday. Funky Friday, man. Funky Friday. It's Funky Friday. They said that's one, reason why they, they, that's one reason why he's not even playing the league right now. They didn't like how eccentric he was. And that's it has nothing to do with his ability. And you will forever be a fool if you don't have that guy out there. <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's a lot. I, there's a lot of quarterbacks right now 
that are that, that and that's what Cam was alluding to. Like people, you know, like he went to the Super Bowl and won Super Bowl MVP with the Carolina Panthers without a star wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cam never had a Debo Samuel's. When Cam Newton got drafted, the day Cam Newton got drafted to the Panthers was the day I believe they traded Steve Smith. Yep. He never he, had. He the, never had a chance to play with that with that caliber of a receiver. Right. I think the most he had was Kelvin Benjamin. Yep. And then and then Benjamin just kind of let himself go. So yep. Cam was sitting there like, man, I, I, it was just me out there for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm a former league MVP, and I'm saying that this guy is not me. To a certain that's what, you know, to a certain degree, that's pretty much what he was saying, I believe. And right. Cam was and, like, and, and that would be hard to compare because Cam didn't have every, and didn't really have too much, but Brock Purdy has everything. Yeah. He has a great he has a great left tackle. He has a great running back when healthy, and his receiving core you you can't double cover Ayuk, Kittle, and Samuel. And he inherited that. and now Jawan Jennings. Right. <laughs> they they didn't they, he 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 inherited a, a, a Ferrari. Yep. Much like my guy and Justin Herbert, except for Brock Purdy took his to the Super Bowl. My guy has yet only took his to the playoffs. It might time. be coming, Leon. You know, man. Well, they Harbaugh do. Is in. Yeah, Harbaugh's in, but again, you got to get past that guy in Kansas City. Yeah, you yeah, got to get past whole, fifteen in red, man. Well, you know, he it, it's not just even when that guy in Kansas City, the Chargers had a bad habit of going off and um letting letting new guys come to the division. And take a division over, i.e. Peyton Manning, the way Phillip Rivers let him come to the Western Conference. I mean, not the Western Conference, the AFC West, and just take it over like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, come on. But at, I believe that what Cam Newton said to a certain degree, look at, um, look, I mean, look at Dak Prescott. He has, he drives a Ferrari, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's always getting pulled over before he <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> He don't. He don't even get out. Of, he don't even get out. Of, he he doesn't get down the street. No, he doesn't. And he's already parked. I'm like, man, you got a whole tank of gas, man. How can you can't get to your destination? <laughs> yeah. What's going on, bro? <laughs> yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So they even they have you know Dallas has yet to even make it to the AFC champ. I mean, to the NFC championship. Un, un, under and not with, not since '96. With all that fight, with all that 97. gas, rather, yep. With all that gas in the tank. Yep. You can't sit back and get to your destination. And then think about this. Now now you know McCarthy's probably really on the hook now. Oh, yeah. It was simply because of the fact that now Dan Quinn is gone. He's now the commander's head coach, right? Mm-hmm. And so now they're looking for a defensive coordinator. Man, they have to go to ESPN <laughs> to, to interview somebody and oh, Rex wow. Ryan. <laughs> so, yeah. We, oh, they got to bring the brother in? Yeah. They're they, going to bring the bring, brother in? <laughs> no, no, Rex. 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 I know, not, but. Not Rob. Right. They're going to bring yeah. the brother in because remember, Rob was actually a defensive coordinator at one point in time. Yeah, he was. He and, was. And Jerry let him go. <laughs> it just depends on how they how they go. So he's going to bring his brother in. So you think whatever? Well, he's gotten interviewed. I don't know if he's gotten. <laughs> I don't know if he's. I, I I don't. I mean, what was the last time the Ryans were in the league? Oh, we. Oh nine and um. Yeah, something like that. Early I mean, you think? Yeah. I, They've been out of the league for a decade. Yep. I don't and and I like Rex at ESPN, man. He just is so yeah. insightful. And he has a personality on him. Yeah. yeah. That's Sunday for real. There's too. nothing that you can get by him. It, it, in in terms of when he's breaking down a play. He knows he knows the game. He knows the game. He knows it, man. 
Well, we'll see if that's indeed where Jerry Jones decides to go. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition of The Last Three Guys Do a Podcast. I'm John Morgan with Daniel Bolton and Leon Brown. Thank you so much. Again, mash that like button. Mash that subscribe button. We're still stuck at seven on subscribers on our on our uh, Spotify page. And, of course, you can get us on iTunes and SoundCloud and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So let's see if we can get that number up a little bit more. Appreciate it. We'll be with you next week. More NBA, Major League Baseball is getting going, and other things to talk about. So for the gang, uh, John Borgo, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much, and have a good night. This has been the last three guys to do a podcast.